up, mamas? It's Tanika Ray. I was a television host for 20 years before my entire life blew up when I had a baby. Shifting gears from red carpets to a gig called Mom required a whole new game plan. The carefree, globe-trotting boss babe me was suddenly in search of a mommy tribe to help me navigate the inevitable fumbles and fails of raising a kid. Mama Stay with Tanika Ray is a sanctuary for the mommy collective, where we amplify our self-love and self-care, trade tips on raising conscious kids, help each other fine-tune our boundaries, and celebrate the highs while forgiving ourselves for the lows in the wild, 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 wild world of mommying AF. Hey mamas, welcome to spring. What I love about spring, because we are in it, we are in the sign of Aries, which means fire. So we want to spark all those ideas that we had and create the things that we've been deprioritizing. Get to the things that spark life into you. So put a little fire under your ass and do the things that you love, that you're passionate about. Now is the time. So I wanted to bring a sis onto the podcast who represents that to me, just pure fire, creativity, luminescence. She is a fierce mommy friend who, I got to tell you, a side note, I'm what they call on these social media platforms, a popular loner, right? Like people know me, I know people, but I really love being at home. I really love being with my circle of friends and family that I choose to be around. That's authentically who I am. So I wasn't really a part of like cliques. I'm not really a part of crews. It's hard for me to like be a joiner unless it's truly rooted in authenticity. And when I became a mom, Finally, I felt seen. I felt heard. I felt like I found my people. I could have never predicted it, but I leaned into this mommyhood and now I feel like I found my people, my community, my tribe, my posse, my girl crew. And I feel so blessed and and found, to be honest, because I had no idea where to go when I found mommying in my life. And then once I found a little mommy group called Mocha Moms, and I could connect with my old friends in a very new way. I love the connection. I love the community. I love collaborating. And so when I really connect with somebody, it means something to me. It's like not only the mommy component, but spiritually, consciously, our views on the world, our views on our boundaries, our views on raising kids are aligned. And I think that is what's so beautiful about creating this community of Mama Stay is that we are a community of conscious moms who want our kids to have the very best. We want them to be kind in this journey of life. We want them to be empathetic. We want them also to be so rooted in their own self-love that they're unflappable when, not if, some funk comes their way. So this mom is perfect. You may know her from the social media platforms as Miss Wright's Way. Her name is Ashley. She is a mommy of two. She mommies AF. She also has a thriving skin business. She lives outside the box. She's colorful in everything she does. And to be blunt, she gives no Fs about what other people think about her techniques and how she's navigating her kids through the journey of life. 
my kind of mama. <laughs> Please welcome to the mic, Ashley at Miss Wright's Way. Ashley Wright. Yes, ma'am. You are one sexy, badass bitch of a mama. Can you receive that? I do receive that. I receive all of it and then some because this badass mama has been really wanting to feel more desire and pleasure. Mm -hmm. And so as I've been saying that to come and immediately have be welcomed with your badass, sexy ass mama, that's what I'm talking about. That's That's what what I'm talking about. I need more of that. I want to be affirmed in that way. Affirmed. I see how you threw that in there. (laughs) Which people don't know, but you're also a businesswoman outside of spinning on the pole, breastfeeding your babies. You also have a you're an entrepreneur. I am. So we will get into that. And I love the name Affirm. That's the way to that's the way to put your passions into the universe. Thank you. Yes, for sure. So I, I was saying that the first time I discovered you, you were on a pole breastfeeding Shannon. Ah, that's oh man, Shannon. She's what our my baby turns 10 in a month. So that was some time ago. Yeah. Tell me why that is the way you wanted to introduce yourself to the world on social media, why that image was important for you. You know, that's really interesting. It it didn't start there. It didn't start there. It kind of grew that at the time, if I can recall the video that you're talking about, um, because there's quite a few of her being attached to me on the poll. It was honestly, I'm just polling and she was small and she was breastfed. And so I just didn't stop. Like, I'm not going to stop what I'm doing to sit down and nurse you when I have the tools, being like a carrier or something to just for you to just do it with me. She'd be like, up, oh, booby. And I'm like, all right, let's go. I would just pick her up and just continue on with what I'm doing. And the first one, I think having already put myself out in the internet space as like this breastfeeding mom it was always just like a trip for people then to be like, and she breast and she pole dancing. I didn't stop what I was doing because it didn't require me to stop having carriers and being like a baby wearing mama and showing what baby wearing can look like and how it frees your hands. And you can still function and do the things that you want to do while keeping baby happy on your bosom. I would just throw her in the carrier and just keep moving around, you know, and she'd be like, mommy boob. I'd be like, all right, let's go. And I think having put myself out there, I was already this breastfeeding mom. And then talking about how it's important that we still take care of ourselves, because if we don't do the things that we need to do or want to do, then we compromise the quality of care for our loved ones and our children. It was nothing for me to just like, all right, let's just keep going with the show. Mommy's in her bag right now. So you're going to have to just, just get with it. It's so deep because I really went into mommyhood clueless. I have a very complicated relationship with my mother. I never wanted kids. I was not one of those people that's like, I can't wait. I was like, nah, because that's weird. That dynamic is, it was never warm and fuzzy and loving. So I don't want to do that. And so people like you really helped me embrace it because it was like, oh, I don't have to be this old lady who's angry all the time, who hates her job of mommying. You can just keep it popping and still be sexy. I mean, when you glam, girl, (laughs) yo before and after is crazy. Not that you fugly before, but the after is like, bitch. No, listen, you know, and people will be like, how how did you do that? I said, I ain't gonna lie. I had somebody. I like paid a makeup 
person yeah. to have a private with me. And what happened was I was doing a shoot with Facet. I was doing a shoot with Facet. This was a long time ago. This is even before he had the lingerie. It was the um, Denny's bikinis, the Kente bikinis, right? And he was talking about the time I was still like, I was very popular and he was talking about makeup. And I was like, I, I can't do my own makeup. And he's like, what? When I tell you he ripped me a new one, he said, there's no reason. He said that you should be at where you are as like on the internet. He said, when you get invited to events, you can't do your makeup. You don't know how to do that. And so the lady who was there, I booked a private with her. She sat with me for like three hours. She did one half of my face, step-by-step instruction. And then I had to do the other side. And that is how I learned. And from there, I just been able to just like apply colors and get fancy because the foundation was already set for me. And then she gave me all the things that I needed to do that look. Well, she well, I had, she gave me the list and then I had to go buy it all. And then since then, I've been able to like do colors and have a good time. But it is a, it is a good feeling as a mom to be able to know like when it's time for me to, <laughs> I can't, I can't do it. And I'm going to do it well, right? Like, I'm like, oh, oh, you want glam? You want bad bitch? You want big stepper? Okay, let me show you what I can do. You're actually calling me out because I still don't know. I got I got it. You're inspiring me yet again. I need a damn makeup artist to come in here and give me like paint by numbers on my it's, face. Cause... But it's the best. Like it's a level of confidence, I think. Like that empowering of knowing like once again, I'm able to do what I want to do from me. And it isn't relying upon anyone. Like you just give yourself the tools and the resources to be able to feel good whenever you want to feel good with whatever it is that you're doing. Look, we're feminist probably, but something about makeup and that quick glam just gives you the feeling. It makes you feel good. It's dress up. Like I love playing dress up. I guess like just that, like, obviously, you and I navigate very much throughout the day without having to put on a full face. No way. I'm, I'm not. I'm personally not putting on a full face to go anywhere, which is why everybody, when they see my glam, they're like, damn, you know, I be out here looking like a whole hippie. They don't know what to take from me. They're like, this bitch, you know, she always looking homeless. Her kids be wearing whatever they want to wear. And then, she, and then we all got locks and we be out here just looking rough sometimes with the, with the, with the rough roots. And then next thing you know, I'm like, be out change full on heels, stilettos. And don't let me have to then be ba- dancing on the pole because I'm really looking like something. <laughs> With like sparkles in your moisturizer. Like you're not playing. You're not playing. <laughs> I love that. I lost it yesterday. Like you're going to have to go live with your daddy. <laughs> I need some space. Like My daughter is eight and she's still very clear that she wants to be under me all the time. That she wants to if she has to go get dressed for school, I need to sit in there with her. If she needs to do her homework, I need to sit next to her. And I'm like, for fuck's sake, can I get some space? Yeah. And so with two, and you are such a lobster mom already. Yeah. How do you find the damn time, Ashley, just for peace of mind? Okay, so get ready for this. Because a lot of, I, I am, and I'm also very clear on my boundaries. And I think that's where many of us mothers may not be as well versed in. So my boundaries here, like I'm very clear, like my office, they just don't be sitting in my office like that. Like they know when I'm in here and my space is like this. And this has come from like older. So when they were younger, they were up under me. Obviously, you know, I was breastfeeding these kids till four and a half years old, both of them. And uh, <laughs> both, both of them, right? I was 10 years straight. It was just titties lactate, right? Damn. You know, just coming out. But 
they are well-versed in me because I don't put on for my children, right? They're able to like, know, like mommy ain't in the mood. And also I'm very clear. I talk to them very matter of factly. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yo, I don't feel like talking right now. So you're just gonna have to give me some time. You have to give me a minute and they can function at the house. So obviously I homeschool too. So they get a lot of me. They get a lot of me. So when they have moments away from me, it it's not something where they're like fighting. I think at times when kids are going to school, they're away from mom, like for like eight hours, six to eight hours. So then they come back, they're like, yo, uh, me and you, me and you. But these kids, they're like, it's always, my mama is always around the corner. Like she's, she's within arm's reach all the time. So my spaces are, I take them. It's easy to take them. It's easy for me to be like, listen, I'm, I'm closing my eyes for like 10, 20 minutes. It'd be like two hours. Or, hey, you guys, you guys did really good in uh, homeschool today, so you can have a little bit of device time. And that works out. And then I have nothing there because I think they work so they understand the, the flow of the home. Like I have clear boundaries. Like there are no toys in my living room. You have the freedom to exist and do it, but you cannot do these things. If these things take place, then I am agitated. I'm not having a good time and nobody's about to be happy, right? Like, cause I'm not picking up, cleaning up toys every day. Like that's in the living room. It just cannot happen. I don't like them in my room, right? So and they're able to like flow. And right now we have a hammock that's been put up and they don't give a damn about me. They just, it's literally like sensory play in the hammock. Like they can sit in there for hours and just exist in the hammock for like hours. Oh, I love that. Ooh, yeah. another tip, mamas, get a hammock in get your a hammock. No, putting a hammock up was life-changing for like all of us. It's like, it's like a comfort. It's like literally suspending in the air. I mean, obviously anytime you can like suspend in the air, this, this weightlessness in your body, especially for children, it's like a little swing and they're just in there living their best life. Ooh, I, so I do. That. I just, I am very clear on my space. Like if I need this space, I take the space. I communicate that I'm taking the space. I, I set the expectation of the time and the amount of time I'm taking this space. And they, because it's not like this, like, <gasps> Like mommy is taking spits. Like they don't, they don't, it's it's like, no, that's been consistent. You know, it's been something that was established with my oldest and the youngest is just riding along with knowing like mommy, sometimes you want to be left alone. I can attest to hearing those exchanges between you and your daughters and you, yes, there's this whole big thing about gentle parenting and conscious parenting. And you're like, wait, hold on a second. And you carry on with your conversation. Oh, and it's yeah. just like, wait, Shannon, I'm hold on. And it's very like you're talking to another adult. You're talking to a child that you assume understands respect and your boundaries. And I and I took note of that as well, because there's a lot of moms who are like, wait, baby, hold on for a second. Wait, let me finish my conversation. And I think kids love jumping over that boundary. They mm-hmm. love it when you're kind and you're, they love it. They're like, fuck you and your soft voice. Mm-hmm. You're like, wait, uh, uh, uh-uh. I'm not talking to you right now. Uh, yeah. Back to you, Tanika. And I'm like, yes. Yeah, for sure. That, <laughs> you know, there's, I think there's levels to this idea of like how we all define and perceive gentle parenting. And yeah. what we're seeing oftentimes on the internet are like these TikToks is like this coddling sort of kind of, or like we're talking to, it, it becomes like a, a show. Like I have to be someone else for 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 my children to feel loved and respected mm. 
And I'm like, no, I don't, I don't have to be anybody else. I can still be Ashley who's direct and firm. And it does not take away from the way they see or are able to receive my love or know that love is ever present for them. So being able to say like, no, I'm talking, I'm talking. I'm, I'm, I'm talking to somebody like respect. That's a firm boundary. And I don't have to, they, they are very clear in those words. I'm not using anything that's super verbose or that they are jargon, right? Like they understand I'm busy. They understand. No, they understand. Give me a minute. I will get back to you. All those things are very clear. And I'm going to keep letting that know. Like when I say this, I mean it. Uh, and I think it's also important that they're able to see that boundaries are not a lack of love and that I don't have to feel like I almost like manipulate the situation to get what it is that like I need or that they need because I'm scared that they may feel a certain kind of way that I'm busy. Like, no, I'm busy and you're going to need to process that as best as you can. And as soon as I'm done, I will, we can go ahead and revisit what is it that you need. How were you raised as a kid? Are you mimicking how your mother raised you? Okay. Ready? I think what happened with me is, is I have two parents on complete opposite ends, like complete opposite ends. So my dad, who is, you know, in the music industry, you know, I think all of them out there just, you know, on the, on the spectrum personally, yeah, they're all on the spectrum. Definitely. I think of some sense of like neurodivergency, which allows them to be the way that they are. Right. Cause they're very, also very particular. So, which also made him quite an asshole. And then you have my mother who was like mother Teresa. Mm. a saint right and I was able growing up to access like and to see the full spectrum of emotion mm. like, full spectrum of emotion so in I and I think in being able to see the full spectrum of emotion like from this end and all the way in between to all the way to the other end I'm okay with kids and emotion like I'm okay with full spectrum of emotion, like, okay, that's fine. And I think every time people watch me, that's the one thing that they're constantly observing is my emotional maturity, my emotional sovereignty. Just because my kids are upset doesn't mean I'm upset. Just because I'm upset doesn't mean my kids are upset. And just because my kids are processing, it doesn't require me to feel uncomfortable with like what they have going. I'm not uncomfortable with their emotions. And so they can express that freely because look at mom. Mom's going to always be very clear about their expression of what it is she's thinking she's feeling. And I can communicate that to you at every stage of your life in the way that you can best understand it. And so when you are needing that space as well, or you want to talk about something, you're able to do that. And you can thoroughly understand mommy because mommy's been very consistent with who she is. Separate yourself because you're two separate people. Mm-hmm. separate yourself from what what's going on emotionally with your kids and you hold it steady. So yeah. what do you call your parenting? It falls under all of it. Parenting, gentle parenting, conscious parenting, natural parenting. It's just whatever yeah. feels good for you, however you want to best define it. You know, obviously I'm a very fluid person in every space. So it's just like, whatever feels good for you guys, it's fine. Like how can yeah. I best identify it so that you understand? It's just very present right? Doing your best to be very present all the time, making that a mindful, conscious effort, right? How can I make a conscious effort to be present at every moment possible with the babies? So one of the things that people are often watching, which just like blows them, and I understand how it does because it's not something that we are often seeing, is like Satori could be having a full-on fit, right? But she'll be like, and, and let's just say me and you are talking. She's having a full on fit right now. I'm like, Satori, I understand you're upset. If you want to cry, that's cool, but you got to go cry in the room. Over there. Yeah, just go cry over there. 
right? Like, and I don't mean like, you know, shut the, it don't mean like, shut the fuck up, you know, like be quiet. You see me on the phone. It's like, no, go, go into your room. And she'll be like, and she'll go, right? And I'll be like, do you want to talk about it right now? No, I'll be like, okay, well, can, you can have to go cry over there. And then when I'm done, we can talk or you can come back. And so literally people watch that or I have friends like who did not have that type of, I can bring, cause sometimes I'll ask Satori, I'll be like, Satori, what's, what's up? And what happened? And she'll be like, I don't want to talk about it right now. And I can she's like four or five, three, four or five. She's been like, I don't want to talk about it right now. I'm like, okay, well, whenever you're ready to talk about it, we can let me know. She's like, okay. And then literally she'll come to me. And she goes, I'm ready to talk. I'm like, okay, <laughs> what happened? And she tells me, people are like blown about that. But you can teach that. Like you can show them that very early. You can show them that, hey, I have capacities too. I don't put on for my children. I'm already naturally just a very good mom. But I am well aware that I'm not just raising a two-year-old that's going to stay a two-year-old. Mm-hmm. Like I'm raising a child who needs to be emotionally sound. And so I can show up for emotions while you're also understanding and taking lessons on boundaries, while you're also having to take a, a, a lesson on what it is to honor that, while like also being able to feel supported. And it is a lot because we're doing everything and not saying that we're perfect. It's just like, I know my children, the way I show up for Satori is not the same way I have to show up for Shannon. Oh, they're separate. Yeah, they're two different kids. They are two very different individuals and I have to respect them both and they interpret me differently. So Tori, I can be like, so Tori, man, what's up with that? Man, why are you doing that? She's like, sorry, mom, you know? And then Shannon, I'd be like, Shannon, what's up with that? She's like, she can't stand it. You, you, if you get louder with her or it sounds like you have more disappointment, she, she's very, she's much more sensitive to that. What I'm not going to take away, though, the fact is that I have a personality and they have their own personalities and that certain personalities clash. And yet still, I would do any and everything for these children. Right. Like we have different personality like jabs. Right. And I'm thinking like, well, what is this idea that we cannot also exercise that in love shit? Like all of it is love shit, right? And understanding that like, oh, I, I can love at this capacity for one and I can also love at this capacity for another and our dynamic and our relationships will look different. Yeah. I never liked that whole idea about parents can't have a favorite. Of course you have a favorite. That doesn't mean you love one less. Yes. But one is just easier. Easier. One organic. is so far right now and today, I mean, who knows? Satori may get older and she's like, you little fucking bitch. You know what I'm saying? But like, but, and, and then Shannon and then me and Shannon may get closer. I mean, we obviously, when people look at us, we're still extremely close. Both my kids and I, we still love to hang out with each other and it works out really well. However, I am very clear that me and the youngest emotions and thought process, it's just easier. And that Shannon requires me, Shannon. The reason why Shannon and I have a little more clashes is because Shannon is everything that I'm aspiring to be. What is her sign? She's a Capricorn. Oh, I'm Capricorn rising. I get it. That's earth to your water. Yes. And she, however, is the epitome of I don't do anything that does not feel good. I am the epitome of ease and pleasure. I am a master manifester in the frequency in which I communicate to others to get them to do what I want them to do is also the way that everybody else is going to have to speak to me. Mm. It's very clear about that, right? And Shannon's like, no, (laughs) like, absolutely not. And you know, you need to delegate better, mother. You need to allocate your tasks differently. You know, like, 
that doesn't feel good. So why would you keep doing it if it doesn't feel good? Ooh. And that's the shit. Like we're trained to just keep pushing through. And Shannon's like, for what? For what? When you can feel good and in feeling good, you're going to get more of what feels good for you. Like she is, when I tell you she's mastered that and the way that she communicates, I want to call it manipulative, but really she just speaks in a frequency that people want to, like they feel good to want to serve her. Like, Thank you for making that distinction because when we receive stuff, it does feel manipulative when it's not the way we do it. But mm-hmm. at the same time, they have agency over their own moves and they've mastered that. Let me tell you, Shannon is also because I give my children agency, right? Over their bodies and their voice. So I was screaming at Shannon. I'm like, come on, Shannon, go. Like, which like moving, right? Shannon is like, she was very slow at her own time, right? Yeah. I'm like, let's go. I got shit to do. Come on, man. Like, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Really? We're, I'm not I'm rushing him for no damn reason. I think it was like cleaning the table or something, but I just, I want to take clean. I but you wanted to check it off your list. I get it. Yeah. So I somehow got myself getting screaming. I'm getting out of pocket this point. I'm screaming. And Shannon is very clear because we've had these conversations. And like I said, emotional sovereignty is important. And one thing is holding me accountable. So she was like, and she's allowed to speak freely all the time. Mm-hmm. And I love that for us. I love that for my household. And this girl was like, stop rushing me. And I was like, so me, I, I was like, what? like, why? What? Right? Like bucking up in her face. And you know what she said to me? She looked me dead in my face. And she said, I'm doing the best that I can. Oof. I said, shut you right up. Didn't yeah. it? Shut me down. Mm-hmm. Shut me down. And I think that's where we can sometimes get lost as parents when we get in our shit is that at no point are our children actively trying to disappoint us. Like they are not intentionally like, I just want to make my mama miserable. Like we we forget to give them that amount of grace that we were asking for every day as adults. She told me I need three hugs in the morning mm. and I need three hugs in the evening or I'm cranky. And I was like, you a die. You, you, it just, it can't be that. She's like, oh no. And she held on to me. She's like, I need it now. Mm. And I was like, all I can do is surrender into that or there's going to continuously be friction. Yeah. So I said, I posted, I honor the fact that she knows what she wants yeah. and what she needs. And she communicated it to me. Because like, especially if they're just asking for hugs and kisses, sometimes I do it and it may not be the most loving, right? Like the most present embrace. And I can do it. I can do it. It's fine. Or I'm, I put a time frame on it. Like it's okay to set up a time, right? Like I'm going to give you, you get a five second hug. Mm. And then like, bet. You know, like, and I'll like, take it. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, like huggy. I like, so like, I, I don't, uh, I'm working right now, especially because I work from home, right? So they're constantly wanting things while I'm working from home. I need a huggy. I'd be like, is it how how bad do you need the huggy right now? You know, like how bad do you need the huggy story? Because I'm really in here. And she'd be like, uh, I'd be like, can you wait 10 minutes? She'd be like, no, I need a huggy right now. I'd be like, okay. Uh all right. Well, all, if you want a huggy right now, I can't lay with you for like 15 minutes. Yeah, you can do a side hug, like I get it do, over I here. Do, I can do a quick one. And she'd be like, okay. And she'd be like, like, how much time? I'd be like, five seconds. She'd be like, seven seconds. I'd be like, Seven, you got it, right? And then, so we count the seven and that's it. And then I'd be like, I'd be like, okay, well, you better hug tight because you better get this good seven, right? And she'd be like, all right. So we'd be in here like, one, two, three, four. And then then she out. And then that's like, there's, 
I know that my kids need things and I'm very conscious that they are not adults and sometimes self-soothing isn't readily available for them. And I'm like, all right, so I can give that, but I can give it within reason of what I got, right? Like, where can I meet them? Where can I meet them on a day-to-day? How can I, the question is, how can I honor them them while still honoring me? And I think that's just a question that many parents have to ask themselves themselves like on a day, on a moment by moment basis, because sometimes it's not day-to-day. Sometimes it's moment by moment. And so I tell like, give yourself that grace and patience to also check in with yourself and maybe like, all right, you feel agitated bitch go go get some fucking um go 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 open your magnesium because you got to show up today so maybe you need some fucking magnesium you need to take a fucking daily vitamin and drink some water and don't sit there and be like just don't be lazy look at yourself and be like all right is it me is it me today you know like it is it me? is it is it me like do, do i do i just want to be a dick you know what i mean or like what okay because because my kids is agitated now I'm like the energy ain't right now you know when right. shit ain't right in the fucking house and so sometimes i'll be like all right it's me i'm creating havoc because i got i'm i'm anxious about some shit and i'm like all right nobody yeah. checks us more than our kids yeah. i've never had to be so introspective than after having a child because they really do check you either indirectly or directly their actions bump up against yours and you go, okay, well, she's a child. She's not going to change. I've got to change in this scenario or I've got to adjust in this friction. And that's where the magic is for me. We always talk about black girl magic. I feel like it just means nothing. However, what you're doing, teaching them how to negotiate, teaching them how to self-soothe, teaching them how to advocate for themselves. All of that is where the magic lies. What is your greatest dream for them as adults? What kind of people are they by the parenting that you're doing now? Intentionally, I'm raising uh, really audacious Black women. What they want to do with all that audacity is up to them, right? But what's going to be clear is, is something that's important to me is that they never lose their voice. That they never lose their voice. I think that that's typically what so many of us are fighting for in general is our voices because we've been silenced in so many ways where we question our our voice. We question the ability to speak out or then we lose. And then when we do, let's just say we're loud, we'd be loud and wrong because we just don't know how to, we may not have the information. And so what I just want for them is to just be bold and be themselves unapologetically 24 seven, whatever like career path that takes them into mommy's hoping, you know, I can get, I can get, I can start balling out of control and it's not a thing. We just be passing down wealth, you know, like do what we want to do. Be great. This is, we are our ancestors, all this dreams, you know, like, but our kids are our consciousness. And one thing I just constantly remind myself is that they're just as much as my teachers as they are my students. And it's really interesting because you brought it up. Like, about like the constant introspection and the reflection that we have to take while we're with them. With our kids, we are consciousness. When I feel like I'm annoyed or they get on my nerves, I really say out loud, people are like, damn, I need to start using that. I'm like, ooh, I, ooh, I really, oh, I've been getting on my goddamn nerves. Like I'm exhausted with myself. You know, like I am exhausted with myself. Look at that. Like, they think it's just, me is just running me ragged right now. You know, like. Much love, sis. I adore you. Thank you so much for your constant honesty, your transparency, and just being a bomb-ass mom. Thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you for seeing me. Thanks for hanging out, Mama. I know how little time we have in our day to honor ourselves, and I'm just thrilled to be a part of it. Make sure you click like, rate, and subscribe. I'd love to hear what you think about today's show and what you want to hear going forward. 
Remember, mommying is a gift and you're doing a kick-ass job. So, woosah and mama stay. <laughs>